These conversations contain mature themes and listener discretion is advised. Hello. Hello. Hey, hi, Kimati. Uh, hi, hi. How you doing, man? I'm well. Uh, this is Amani. Amani. Yes. Amani from. Amani uh, with, with the podcast Living Truthfully. We met at the event Inside Man. Oh, oh yeah, the, the one for for Mental Three Three Sixty. Yes, yes, yes. The event that was at KNT. I, I was more. I, I was more the panel. I remember. I remember. I remember. Hi, how are you? Very good, man. You you had such a good performance, bro. Ah, th- thank you, man. Thank you. <laughs> You're very talented. <laughs> thank you, man. Thank and, you. And like I said, I, I think I think you should be paid for doing stuff like that. <laughs> Whether you can send me a pesa anytime. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll send you a pesa for transport. <laughs> I hope you don't cool up my fare. <laughs> Uh, anyway, bro, I'm calling because I need a favor from uh-huh. And it's a favor. You know, I do this podcast called Living Truthfully. Mm. Um, and it's just about the African man experience, the authentic African man experience. Mm, okay. And I thought your performance would be excellent on my podcast. Mm. Okay. So, you know, I'd love for you to come into studio, do a show with me. Um, and just you know, get to share your talent and your story with me. Ah, okay. Yeah, would you would you do that for me, please? Yeah, I I think I'm I'm open to it. Uh, open I listen to, to a lot of podcasts myself, so uh, it's a very interesting experience for me. Have, have you have, have you ever been in a recording studio for a podcast? No, no, I've never never done. Have that. you have you had a chance to listen to mine? It's called Living Truthfully. No, I haven't. But uh, I will. I will now listen to it because uh, now, now you've told me about it. Yeah, please do, bro. It's it's. Uh, I'd, and I'd love to hear your your feedback um, about the podcast. But more importantly, I think you know. We, I'd love to. I'd love for you to share your talent with my listeners. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm. I'm. I'm open to it. Uh, in fact, let me just commit. You know, sometimes I think about things too much. So let me. Let me just commit, and then. Uh, and then we see. Fantastic. I'm going to send you details. I'm going to uh-huh. send you um, the, the, the location and you know when and where. Yeah. And dude, I'm just looking forward to having a great time with you in studio. Ah, thank you, man. If you have a studio, you must be legitimate. <laughs> I, I don't have a studio. <laughs> Let me correct that. But I do record in a studio. Ah, okay. As long as the recording us. is in the studio, you don't have to have the studio, you know? Uh, yeah, uh, that's important. It shows yeah. some... <laughs> <laughs> but you'll, you'll get to meet my producer, super producer, Lee Kanyatu, an amazing human being at Big City Studios. Ah, okay. You even have a producer. Okay, now I believe you for real, for real. Before, you cannot talk social media. Can we legitimate? Or, yeah, yeah, I mean... I'm, I'm fortunate to have him as a, you know, just as a, as a partner to this podcast. So, come, okay. let's hang out with him and and uh, let's have a, a real authentic combo. Sure, sure. You can send me the details and then uh, I guess you can make a plan. That's all. Thanks, bro. Mm-hmm. Thanks, man. I appreciate have, it. Have a good day. You too. You too. Bye. Bye. Very interesting. Living truthfully podcast what 
to Amani. Amani. Let me check this guy on social media. Amani living truth. Amani Maranga. Oh, this guy is actually legitimate. What? He's big time. Okay. Uh, about experiences of the African man living truthfully. What? Do I have any pieces on that? Let me try and even right now, by the way. Um, it's long since I've... Where do I even start? I always write about white people, but... <laughs> I can't make this about white people. Hmm. What do I know? I know that there's a difference between a man and an African man. Ooh, yeah, that's good. Between a white man and an African... I'm talking about... All these white people. Uh, oh, here's something I think about. When does a boy turn to an African man? Is it at 13, 18, 21, 25? Or maybe you're only a man when you get enough money to provide. For who though? What does provide even mean? You know, Mandela says he became a man when he got circumcised and didn't cry. Apparently, I was circumcised when I was one year old. If I cried, does it really even count? Anyway, maybe I should be circumcised again. <laughs> no, that's not possible. In fact, that would make it shorter. It's not that big anyway. At least that's what I think. The longer, the better. That's what they say. <clears throat> the bigger the size of your pin I can't write that <laughs> living truthfully uh, at least I know from Google that my penis is sized above average I can't lie that kind of makes me happy in a toxic masculine egotistic kind of way it's good to know that you check one box when it comes to to manhood because to be honest, those other things, I think I'm too afraid to say. I can't go on that podcast and tell them how I stay at home with my parents. <laughs> and they still pay my insurance. I'm not even that independent. I don't even make a lot of money. But that's kind of relative. I can buy a meal at Java, but that's like every two weeks. I like women. But if I'm honest, <laughs> I haven't even had that many sexual experiences. I don't tell people about how I lost my virginity because I'm actually ashamed of it. But would I be less of a man if I didn't? <laughs> I don't smoke, I don't drink, and in the context we live in, I don't know if that makes me more of a man or less of one. 
my face makes me look like I'm 17. At least that's what most people say. When I'm actually 26, my beard took like 23, 24 years to come in. And I don't know if it ever finished. So I guess I'll be 36 but look like I'm 18. I don't know if that's a curse or a blessing. Kind of like this whole poetry thing. I don't know. It's like I'm good at poetry, but sometimes that depends on who's asking. It's so funny how I'm six foot three, <laughs> but trying to be vulnerable can still feel emasculating. It's like being strong and weak all at the same time. <laughs> you think it would be so easy to write about being a man. But in truth, I don't completely feel like one. And I can't go on that podcast and say all of these things. <laughs> Let me call this guy back. What was his name again? Amani, Amani Mara, Maranga. Hey, yo, Kimaki. Yes, yes, hi, hi. Uh, how are you? I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Uh, Amani, yes? Yeah. Ah, okay. Uh, I was calling back because I've actually just realized something. Uh-huh. Um, uh, so basically, with, with the whole show thing, eh, mm-hmm. um, I don't think I'll be able to make it. Oh, no. Yeah. Um, it's it's not that I have... I, I, I It's not that I have anything against the show. It's just... Yeah. Uh, uh, at the moment, we're going through a, a time in our family where uh, there are several weddings, uh, different, uh, and I just have to be there for, for all of them. So I think maybe in the future we can revisit, but at the moment, uh, I don't think I can commit to the show. I'm sorry to hear that, man. But, you know, uh, it's all good. Thanks for calling back. No, th- thank you also for for you know thinking about me about uh, the, the opportunity and, and everything. I, I'm very appreciative. When you when you can when you're ready, man, let me know. I'd love to have you in the board. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. I will for sure. All right. Take care. Thanks. All right. Cheers. Hey, I've saved myself there. So. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time it is, wherever you are. Yes, I know this ti- this greeting is tired, I understand, but I'm not going to stop it. It's so good, it's inclusive. It means that wherever you are, in Canada, hi Silantoy, or in Australia, hi whoever is in Australia, uh, or in Nairobi, you're included in this conversation. Welcome to episode 56 of Living Truthfully, the podcast. And what amazes me is that you're still here, you're still listening to this podcast, and I'm completely grateful for it. And yes, we have him in studio. We have the guy. His stage name is yours truly. He is five, no, sorry, six foot three. The guy is so tall, he looks down on me. He's a poet. He's a football coach. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Timothy. Kaubudo. Is it Kaubudo? Yes, yes. I mean, after such hype, Mazi, your name is Kaubudo. 
Yeah. I actually have no English names. Oh really? Mm. Neither do I. Oh okay. Yeah, I'm it's just a money marang. Yeah. Wow. It's cool, right? Yeah, it's very. Uh, yeah, I've never met anybody who is like me, but now, uh, evidently, I, I don't have. know if I'm like you. You're better built. You're <laughs> tall. <laughs> you, you probably fit that thing for tall, dark, and handsome. Oh, have, thanks. Have, have you had that? Has pe- have people told you that? Uh, I don't want to have say ladies. that. I have. It's okay. Just here, yeah, you can yes, say anything. Yes, yes, I have. I have had you, that. You, you had, I have had. I just that, accept. Yeah. Have you not yourself? No, I hear tall and in the dark, handsome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, the lights have to be off <laughs> guys thank you so much for coming onto the podcast man uh, thank you man and that is such a wonderful piece that you've done thank it's you it's beautiful thank so you. I mean listen he I don't know do you do you guys have wedding stuff going on in your family no right no. now <laughs> no, is everyone not. getting married I was about to ask you whether you are the one getting married no no no, no. I get not yet soon? not yet I'm hoping to actually oh, within really? the next yeah yeah and a half are you dating that's the plan yeah 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 oh fantastic I so have, you know I, I know guys who are planning to get married but you know they, they haven't started, even have started dating. <laughs> no no i'm well into the process in fact yeah she's my everything oh wow so nice that's the plan very much the plan good stuff all the mm. best to that yeah then you come and do so so we did a series actually mm. last year mm. called why 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 do men get married i think was that it mr producer it was why do men get married right yes so we did a series called why do men get married mm. and so i want to ask you why do you want to get married um i've also thought about this question mm-hmm. what i would say mm-hmm. is that um there's i think there's rituals for different moments in life these rituals for different, different moments, moments in life uh-huh. that signify a, a kind of a transition. Okay. The same way you have a graduation once you finish high school. You have a graduation once you finish. They didn't they didn't do one in my high school. MFA yeah, cheated me, man. There was no graduation, <laughs> nothing. Uh-huh. But you have those rituals. And I think a wedding ceremony is one of those rituals that signifies you giving mm. a very real part of yourself to someone. You know whether you let's say. But why you, do you want to give yourself to someone? It's it's for me. It's part of the the process of life of love, of love. Is it, it signifies you sacrificing, uh, maybe yourself or some parts of yourself for that person, saying I I want to commit to being with you for the rest of my life. I think there is power in that, um, and it's it's a it's a sign of love. It's a sign of of love that goes beyond. I want you to be my girlfriend. See, that's very easy. I want you to be my boyfriend. That's very easy because you always know there's, ideally, there's, there's, you know, there's a way you can get out of that situation. Mm. But to commit to something, um, I think there's power in that. I feel like I should probe this more, but mm. I, I'm, I'm just wondering: Are you ready for it? Do you feel ready for it? No, not at, at the moment. No. Simply because I think my life affairs are not in order to a point where I can. You mean financially? Mainly, mm-hmm. mainly, but uh, yeah, I think financially is the main part. I think that's mm. uh, where I can, you know, provide a home for the both of us, or we can share a home together. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and then and then now go down the, the process of, of of starting a family. Yeah. All the best, man. 
Thank like you. I, I'm, I like I actually mean it. All yeah. the best. I I believe in marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, despite you know the fact that mine ended, mm-hmm. I I believe in marriage. I I think that you know when you bring a hundred percent of yourself into this relationship, and the other person brings a hundred percent of themselves, mm-hmm. and if you bring a hundred percent of yourself, despite mm-hmm. whether the other person brings a hundred percent or not, mm-hmm. if you're ready to do that and to do that continuously, yeah. Um, whether you get 10, you get 20 for the rest of your life. Mm. The person just gives you 20 for the rest of your life, you know? <laughs> if if that if you're ready for that, yeah. then it's going to work. Yeah. Yeah. Thank that, you, man. That's I the that's I, I think that's a perspective, but I'm so glad to have you here. First, dude, where did you learn to do such good introspection, Bana? Like the that piece is me. <laughs> it's the process I go through all the time when I'm asked to speak somewhere. I feel inadequate. I feel like I don't know if I have the right content. Mm-hmm. I go through this. What I learned is called the imposter syndrome, you know, mm-hmm. just as a, a process of self-doubt uh, that, you know, paralyzes you and stops you from, you know, uh, b- bringing yourself into a situation where you deserve success. Yeah. Um why, why, why did you get this level of introspection uh, introspection at your age, man? Uh, <clears throat> I think uh, I don't I don't know where I honestly don't know where it came from. I've always been naturally a, quite a self-aware person mm-hmm. um, and understanding my own emotions mm. and how I feel. But I think that also came with because uh, as as a creative or as somebody who writes. Uh, poetry or, or books which is what I do um, you need to have that you need to be able to almost see yourself outside of yourself and uh, this this performance that I did at at uh, this Mental 360 gig yeah, that we went so to we, we, did, we, we had this event together Inside Man mm-hmm. that was at KNT I was moderating a, a, a panel mm-hmm. and you were performing mm-hmm. um, and you did this this same piece but you know, for that for that day for that performance. Yeah, um, you're telling me about it. So, I was trying to because when I, I thought about the process, and I was obviously invited, mm. and then I thought, okay, how am I going to how am I going to get the message that I want across? Mm. Um, which is, I think, the main message was don't be so afraid to be vulnerable, but at the same time, showing that I, in myself, I'm feeling. Mm. You know, I want I wanted the people who are sitting there in their seats to identify with what I was feeling, because I know a lot of men feel that, uh, whether it's inadequacy or, or whatever they are feeling, and so I felt if I had gone on stage and said a poem, which is what I usually do, I felt as though it would look a little bit forced, mm. as if oh, you had just been told to write for that yeah, show, and yeah. that's why you went and performed that piece. Yeah. And for me, when you're on stage, whenever somebody does that, you can tell within the first... And you can just tell. Even if seconds. you don't know how to define it, yeah. you'll say there's something missing. It's, it's not authentic. It's yeah, not, yeah. yeah. It, 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 can you... Is it... I think the question I'm trying to ask is, how much of this performance mm-hmm. was your own experience? I say everything is. is the truth about my... Uh, at least... Um, <clears throat> Most of it is, oh, I'd say all of it is, mm. you know, because I still stay at home with my parents. I mm. still, these are things I still worry about, whether I have enough money. Mm. Uh, um, 
I think about women. I think you know these are all things I've had mm. um, thoughts about. So everything is everything that's there is, is real. Yeah, and I thought by showing that that yeah. process of me trying to write for this show, it would have people gain insight into. It would also be different. It would be different from what other artists are doing. That's true. Yeah. Tell me, do you have a habit of being vulnerable? It depends. It depends on the setting. That's mm-hmm. what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. I cannot be vulnerable with everybody. Mm. Um, and I think, yeah, it depends on the person I'm speaking to, the setting that I'm in, mm. how I'm feeling, those mm. kinds of things. Yeah. You, you seem to me, I, I hardly know you, you know. Mm. Uh, just met you at the event and this is the second time we're getting to meet. Yeah. Um, so I hardly know you, I hardly know your story and I'd love to hear what, you know, what, what your experience has been so far mm-hmm. up till now but you seem to me like you come from a very woke place <laughs> uh, a very woke place and 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 you have the i mean you already understand vulnerability mm-hmm. and you already know that there are certain spaces that allow you to be vulnerable mm-hmm. where did that come from did you see it modeled How, is it is it a way your family is mm-hmm. is it as a result of some experience that you've had mm-hmm. I think it's um experiences that I've had. I was um so all my life I've been playing football. For mm-hmm. the first 23 years of my life I was pursuing professional football. Oh really? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, so I was on a lot of teams. I played for many different teams. Teams like football teams. Yeah, um, any that I would know? Uh not any. I played in the US for 8 years. Oh wow, uh-huh. So that's where I was and being a part of those kinds of environments, mm. you're always interacting with other people. Yeah and you learn certain things you know mm-hmm. and uh i would say you know i went when i was about 15 mm-hmm. and i was actually on my own mm. oh wow uh, my family was not with me when i was in the us I was, mm. i was in a football academy and at that point i didn't know myself i didn't mm. understand myself i didn't uh i lived with a lot of anxiety and it's something that i only realized in the past few years mm. that i had mm. you know i would Uh, I was eating but I couldn't eat um because I had this I don't know how to describe it apart from anxiety mm. or, or nerves that's mm. all the time feeling like um I have to worry about what's about to happen to me yeah um because the the environment I was in I didn't understand you know there were people around me who they were speaking english i can't understand what they're saying you know mm-hmm. um at the same time i don't know i'm i'm trying to navigate this world that i have no and there is no really anybody to to help me to to, to guide the navigation exactly yeah. and uh i would notice you know i used to speak with my parents on uh, skype was what we used every sunday mm-hmm. and i remember feeling within those first few skype sessions there are things i cannot say mm simply because the way they had raised me until i was 15 didn't allow space for those kinds of things to mm, be said mm. which i think a lot of people can relate to mm. you know so i would end up trying to paint my world the way they they ideally would see it mm. as opposed to giving them they the real expected to be yeah, yeah the real version and i think that uh, it weighed down on me um it made me feel like okay i can't really be myself in that environment mm. where can i you know try to and so now going through that journey over several years you know you meet a friend and you notice that oh i'm closer with my friend than i am with my brother mm. why is that the case you know and then you notice that this person has maybe allowed you in more mm. you know you're sharing more things with them and i think now that 
um, I think I got drawn towards that because I had a lot of things to share. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That, so, so can you say that you had good male friendships or a male friendship that sort of helped you or taught you vulnerability? Or was it, was it a female friend? Maybe it was. Maybe, uh, maybe I'm making an assumption <laughs> because of the series we've just been doing about yeah. male friendships. In fact, if I can look at, at vulnerability, mm-hmm. I think it only started to come when I was more confident of myself. Mm. Before that, vulnerability wouldn't really be vulnerability because I wouldn't show every part of myself. Mm. There were parts, the parts I would show was the parts that I thought people were okay seeing mm. or I would know they wouldn't judge me for. Mm. But uh, for example, I'll tell you the first first 21 years of my life, I believed that I was going to wait until marriage until I was to have sex. Mm. That's okay to say. You see, I'm yeah, even it wondering is, whether it is, it's, it's it, okay to say. It's called living truthfully, man. The pod, <laughs> in this podcast, we do we say everything. Yeah, yeah. And that that in itself was something I had so much fear in mm. telling other people. Mm. But you see, once once you once they already look up to you or you feel confident enough in yourself, mm. you don't question whether what that person is going to is going to say because yeah. you already. I'm okay with my I already love myself. Mm. I don't need your approval mm. kind of mm. kind of thing. Mm. But that only I only started to develop that I think within the past 3 years mm. to where I knew um I am more accepting of myself, my circumstances. Mm. So when somebody when when I see the judgment of someone else it's almost like yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really yeah. affect you. Yeah. What happened in the last what was there a switch that came on 3 years ago that started this journey for you or uh, what, what what was that transition like what happened that made you feel like now i can be i'm starting to understand myself yeah and yeah. be more vulnerable yeah. i think it was it was a, a number of things one of them was status mm-hmm. yeah when you when you know you have a career and things are going well mm. and at the same time i think finding love was a big one mm-hmm. because once you have love from somebody who is who you you see them as everything mm. and they love you it was almost like ah so the rest of you people i really don't care what you think about me you yeah. know i i have love from the most important person in in my life mm. that was a big one and i think that's why sometimes they say it's easier to fall in love with somebody who is already in a relationship because they or somebody who because they look like they they don't need acceptance mm. so they are already whereas when you don't have that you're very as even even my own process of trying to find a girlfriend was that kind of let me try and love myself first and be okay with myself first and that was a process mm. um and then i could eventually try and seek a partner i noticed that is the healthiest way to do it mm. as opposed to looking for acceptance in the other person yeah letting the other person define you that statement for you complete me and i'm like yeah, okay shucks yeah, but, but maybe <laughs> you know maybe you're like 20 kgs less than what i need because <laughs> you, know, yeah. you, you don't necessarily com- necessarily complete everything that i yeah oh, good stuff so yeah. tell me where did you grow up how did you get into football like tell me who oh, who's who's kimathi man and now a word from our sponsors if you would like to sponsor or advertise on our podcast living truthfully reaching audiences just like you please contact us on livingtruthfully at themoneymedia.com that's livingtruthfully at t h a 
manimedia.com. Thank you, and we are looking forward to partnering with you in adding value to our listeners' lives. So yeah. tell me, where did you grow up? How did you get into football? Like, tell me, who, who's, who's Kimathi, man? Um, I grew up here in Nairobi. Mm-hmm. Uh, played. I, football was everything from about the age of seven. Mm. That was now the, that was the main thing. Mm. And everything was, how can I get better at mm. football? Mm. And, and eventually go and play for Arsenal, because that was my dream. Because mm. um, we used to watch Arsenal every weekend. Mm. Um, so from the age of seven, you know, I played for many different clubs, Ligue Ndogo, Maisa, mm. um, Mathare Youth, mm. all of these different clubs I was playing for. But I wasn't really able to find uh, uh, it's still the problem that we face nowadays and mm. it's something that I'm trying to change but young young athletes can't really find opportunities to pursue their sports at a higher level mm. so I was looking everywhere you know my parents were trying to help uh, I reached an age where it was time to make some tough decisions because mm. now the avenue was not nothing was yeah, shown to me yeah. when I was 15 now we went on uh, my father my brother and I we went on a trial at a football academy that they found in the US mm. um, they call it soccer there a soccer academy mm. um, and I, I had a trial for two weeks and and that was uh, the moment where it seemed like that was everything I'd ever wanted yeah you know so I, I went and I performed quite well you know the coaches said hey I think you should come to a full-time program um, Eventually, as, as I went on with the process, I would eventually get scholarships and such. Mm. But in the beginning, I didn't have one. Yeah. So it was a very, I mean, my parents had to really sacrifice a lot of things to make that possible for mm. me because mm. it, it was not cheap at all. Mm. Um, but I guess I can say that, you know, as, as, as time went on, I kind of gave that back to them. Yeah. Um, and initially, I think they had told me it was just one year. Mm. <laughs> we can do that. Yeah. Let's do that for you. Yeah. Maybe at the end of this one year, he's going to come back and say, okay, I don't like football anymore. I want to, <laughs> I want to be a lawyer or a yeah, doctor. Yeah. That didn't happen. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I played the first year and I was just in, that's what I wanted to do. Mm. That's what I wanted to pursue. So I played for three years there at that academy. I ended up earning a scholarship. I went on scholarship to, to play in the college game, which mm. is quite advanced there in the U.S., I played with players from all over the world. I played semi-professionally as well um, and had professional opportunities. It's only in 2017 when I was 23 that I decided um, to no longer pursue it. Um, And I think the reason behind that is because I had reached a level that in my mind I had wanted to reach. Mm. Um, For me, football was very much about proving everybody wrong. Mm. Since I was a young boy, everyone was telling me, "Ah, you know, this football thing, okay, yeah, you enjoy it, but you know it's just a hobby, you mm, know. Mm, 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 you know that, that kind of mentality. Mm, so it now put this like fire in me mm, of I just want to prove everybody wrong, mm, you know. And that pushed me until a point where I felt like I had reached. Mm, then it was like, okay, why am I really playing? Mm, um, once I had asked those questions, I felt it was okay. I could rest my head at night knowing I've done everything I can. Mm. You know, I think that's where most athletes try mm, to get mm, to. Mm. You can't always be the most messy. human beings try to get to about life generally. Yeah, everything. Yeah, yeah. And you can't, you can't. Not everybody gets to be messy, mm. but they still have to sleep. You mm. know. So <laughs> as long as you know you've done what you, everything you could have, mm. you know, and you're okay with that, mm. and that's that's a state of fulfillment that I had reached. And so at that point, I decided to to now navigate 
this world of Nairobi and try and create opportunities for other students, student athletes like me to get those kinds of opportunities that I got. So you're running a soccer academy as well? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what, what's it called? It's called True Talents of Africa. True Talent of Africa. And if yeah. I want to get, you know, on my son on the, on the academy, what do I do? You have to apply. Yeah, so it's a, there's an application. Uh, how, do, how do I get the application from? It's on the uh, website. If you go to truetalentsofafrica.org, you'll find the application. Right, and I'll find all the information that I you need. you find all the information. Yeah. So you're doing soccer, you're doing poetry. Mm-hmm. What else are you doing, apart from dating? <laughs> <laughs> I work with the Ministry of Sports as well. Okay. Um, as a talent development officer. All that's right. what they, they call it. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. So I'm doing, I'm doing that as well. Yeah. Wow. Bro, you, you've, you've reached Jedi level uh, <laughs> of, of um, actualization, uh, so to speak, yeah. because a lot of men go through what you've gone through in the last three years mm-hmm. in their 40s. Mm-hmm. And I don't think that's the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's going to happen again. You're going to have another maybe seven, ten years. You're going to ask, okay, what am I doing now? Mm-hmm. Is this working? Yeah. Should I do this differently? Yeah. And then you're going to go through that again in another 10, 7, 10 years. So it's a cycle that happen, happens. Mm-hmm. But for most people, that cycle is delayed the first time around. And it's delayed for long. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you you had it at 23, man. You're, you're a lucky guy. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I, I agree. I think that is one thing. There's a quote that I keep reading where it says... Um, there's nothing, there's nothing better in life to find something than to find something, um, to work hard at something worth doing. Mm. Yeah. And I think the problem is that many of us, especially us young people, mm. um, we haven't found that thing that we're really willing to struggle for. Mm. Mm. We found things that make us happy. But the thing that you're really willing to struggle for is mm. harder to find. Mm. Um, and I think that is where, especially because we have a lot of choice, yeah. and choice breeds anxiety. Yeah. You know, it's like you go to a restaurant, if there's, you know, 700 things on the menu, suddenly I start to feel uncomfortable. Yeah. 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 Whereas if it was, okay, there's, there's ugali, there's chapati, there's, you know, you just yeah. pick one it's, and it's you a eat simple, it. It's a simpler choice. It's a simpler wow. choice, yeah. Hey, that, that's a deep statement. Uh, you said options or choice causes anxiety. Yeah, it's yeah. A crazy deep statement. I'm gonna think about it for like three days. <laughs> I think a lot of, of youth are, are going through that kind of thing where it's you don't have one career choice anymore, mm. and and the the challenge is now because you pick one career or you pick one thing to do, mm. you have to sacrifice another thing, mm. which you may not always be prepared to sacrifice. Tell me, you've had, um, I think since since we met at the. At the, at, at the inside man I don't know if you've had a chance to interact with my podcast I have I have a lot actually <laughs> what do you think of it what what has it been for you um, in fact I was telling you this earlier but mm. <clears throat> you know the, okay I'll, I'll tell you of another time where all the people in our society mm-hmm. it's I tend I, I, okay I noticed that it's harder for them to whether, okay, I don't know if it's, I can't speak for them, mm. but they're generally not as vulnerable about mm. the things that are happening in their lives. So I grew up to a father who, maybe if we're having financial struggles at one point, he would never tell us that. Mm. You know, he wouldn't share that. Maybe mm. he would share that with my mom or, mm. or something like that. He'd never say. Uh, my mom maybe is going through some 
she never doesn't say it mm. it was a things you don't even family functions it mm. was almost like uh it's painted in this like great light of yeah. oh, Every, everybody is succeeding yeah. everything is great yeah. you know yeah. but it's it's not like that and you rarely hear somebody who is 30 40 years of age who is saying those kinds of things mm. and so when i was listening to the podcast i see a guy who is 35 plus and he's talking about challenges that he's having whether it's marriage whether it's and i'm like where where else do i honestly where else in nairobi mm. do you do you hear that mm. you don't mm. So you end up seeing these older people as superheroes mm. that don't have any problems mm. and then you try and emulate that. But when you try and emulate that, it's through this um you're trying not to fail. You know, you don't have mm. any space to fail. Mm. You don't have any space mm. to be vulnerable. Mm. You can't tell you can't tell somebody who you who you see as a superhero that hey, I can't do this particular thing that you have made look so easy. So I think we're doing a disservice to younger men when we don't share our struggles is that what you're saying i think so because um if i can't connect with you mm. entirely then i can't really be inspired or motivated by your story mm. because i look like it looks like it looks like you've only shown me one side how 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 did your life just you know transform? so does it put pressure on you when you when you see that that success you know i'm putting i'm doing the quote marks does it yeah. you feel pressure Yeah, in a big way especially uh, you know for my for my family you know how they say to whom much is given much is expected mm. we never had to struggle for food mm. you know um, we went to good schools my mm. brother and I mm. and because of that you almost instead of 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 seeing that as a blessing mm. it can also be now that's pressure you've got to you've got to pay tax man you got to pay black you, tax now you <laughs> and you know then your, your parents are there and they keep telling you those stories of you know when i was your age i didn't even have shoes and and then you know you've grown up listening to that yeah. so you start to see my 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 father my mother they never failed at anything they were completely perfect so i being that i have grown up on a better in a better environment mm, than them mm. how can i ever mess up mm. I can't there's no chance so i i either I either go above the line mm. where I do above and beyond mm. because I have to mm. or I go below the line and do less because I I feel I want it, it's almost like you you can't ever see yourself going above the line mm. you can never be in the middle yeah how do you feel like you're doing now 26 in, 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 the, in life just how do you feel like yeah. you're doing I think um I'm in a good place. This season of my life at mm. the moment mm. is 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 a good place. Mm. I know that things will change. Mm. Um but I think I have I notice I have certain habits or certain things about me that give me the confidence that even if it would take something very very different or very mm. unexpected to mm. to limit me from from what I want to do. That's what that's what I would say. You know, this is such a good convo because it challenges me. It challenges me to be continually vulnerable and honest about the experiences that I'm going through, the good, the bad, the ugly. Mm. Um this podcast has been about my healing. Mm-hmm. 
all all this time round it's been mm. about my my healing my finding myself my growth but i'm starting to see the responsibility that it carries mm-hmm. um for people like you mm-hmm. who are just one step generation you know from me yeah um and i'm to say man if you're anything like if if you're representative of the generation that's coming behind me mm-hmm. dude we've been wrong about you <laughs> your your hope mm-hmm. that's what you are your hope and and if i can do anything for you today uh i'd say th- thank you thank you for sharing yourself and i'd say dude your your path is just going to get brighter it's just going to get better you'll have hurdles it's true but you have already within you everything that you need to succeed and i'm not just saying that i can see it you've got everything within you that you need to succeed and just that level of self awareness that's half the battle won yeah that's literally half the battle won so i can't wait to see what kimathi kabudo said that name <laughs> will look like you know 15 years from now yeah. 10 years from now i can't wait to see what you do, what you become and the only thing i say is build company around you that's like you mm-hmm. people that have the same value system they don't have to be exactly like you but they have they share the same values the mm-hmm. same pers- you know uh, general outlook to life they might have some different perspectives and that's in- important for you know growth yeah but at the core of who they are they're just like you and you'll be all right and thank you for sharing your talent to us man oh uh man so wow uh that's almost overwhelming uh uh thank you and also i want to encourage not only you but mm. men like you mm. uh because i remember there was a time when i was um he was an older gentleman that i'd met at church mm. and he we he he was actually a rapper mm. or a former rapper mm. and he he did he, he made music mm. and so he invited me to his studio mm. and uh he was an older man and i remember he he, he as it was very contrary to what i was used to mm. in in the conversation that we had because he told me how his life used to be mm. and it was the i remember it was so I remember it so well because it was the first time that an older man had spoken to me about pornography. Mm. And he was saying how he was addicted to pornography and um it really messed with things in his marriage. Mm-hmm. This is a guy I've met this is probably the third time that we're meeting mm-hmm. and he's telling me about how it's affecting mm. and I was completely that's mind blowing because nobody had ever told me about those things. Mm. And it makes me wonder if when I was 13 14 if somebody had come to me and told me hey there are these things in the world they exist mm. you know this is the the side of them that is ugly this mm. is the you know that then it kind of i don't know what effect it would have had on me but at least i would have been aware mm. so that when it comes it doesn't hit me like <laughs> you know yeah and so i feel like we need more men who are it's okay especially older men it's okay to tell younger people that they can fail or that they can 
that it's okay you know that, that's what i feel and wow. that's what this podcast has been to me because I, i i listen to to many of the episodes and i'm like this is a man who is 35 for you know 40 years old and i can't even believe he's saying this is this thing I was almost thinking like am I the only one hearing this is this mm. is this public mm. can somebody go and and access this mm. because some of those things are so they're so vulnerable and they're so real yeah and I hope I hope if we if we learn anything like I've learned now is to just live life like that yeah. just live life truthfully you know and yeah. vulnerably and it's okay to fail bro because you and you fail you learn to fail forward mm. and if you can learn to fail forward um that what what you get out of it is always a better version of you yeah always an improved version of you but thank you for those words kind yeah. words man no problem no problem it's so it's so much easier said than done eh in it terms is. of it, it it is. Is. Whole, it it's is. okay to fail yeah. i don't think i'll ever truly believe that until because i think what has much of what has brought me to this point is uh is that belief you can, you that you can't can fail, fail. Yeah. you you must succeed uh, yeah you, well you have to try <laughs> uh but yeah. li- life teaches you some things yeah. and and i think part of it is to humble you as well you know and yeah. i've i've been humbled and humiliated so <laughs> dude if yeah. if i wanted to book you um uh, as a poet mm-hmm. uh, how do, how do i get you is there an email address you can put out there Um let's 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 push your talent man. Yeah, no you'd have to speak to my agent and then my manager and then my secretary and <laughs> <laughs> And that's me. Uh, I get 20%. <laughs> <laughs> you know, messing. Um social media is yours truly KK on uh, Facebook, Instagram. Um there is somebody who's helping me with the bookings and everything. His yeah. name is Ian. He mm-hmm. works with an organization called Creative Spills. Okay. Um So I think those are those are avenues. How do I reach Ian? Ian Creative Spills is the name of his uh, organization. Creative Spills. Yeah, can I find him on, on social yeah, you media? Yeah, can find him online and, and okay. everything like that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Thank you man for coming through. Thank you for being on the podcast. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. How was the podcast experience? Time. This feels big time. I feel like uh <laughs> Yeah, you made <laughs> it. It feels big time. You made it. You made it. I'm just yeah. playing with you. But thank you so much. I really appreciate how freely and truly you've shared your yourself and and your and your talent with us and did I can't wait to see what happens to you. Thank you, man. Thank right. you. God bless, man. Right. See you next week, guys.